0: Are you ready to overcome the complexities and burdens that come with your success? Join the team at Centura Wealth Advisory in the Live Life Liberated podcast. Now on to the show.
1: Well, good morning and welcome. Today I have as my guest, Marilyn Daniels. Marilyn, thank you for agreeing to be on. our my pleasure. Marilyn and I have known each other and become friends and clients and like a second mom since 2004 is when we met after you attended a, a dinner event that our firm was sponsoring, I didn't meet you there, but I met you at our office shortly thereafter. That's right. Yeah, so it's amazing, 18 years later and Yeah. So why don't you share us a little bit about your background with the listening audience? Um,
2: okay. Well, I'm a uh, native San Diego and product of San Diego City Schools. I went to San Diego State. I'm a graduate of San Diego State and I have an education degree, and then I have a master's in education from what used to be called USI uh, University, San Diego University, United States International University has another name now. And I taught in uh, San Diego City Schools for about 32 years, mainly kindergarten until I retired. My family background is that I am an only child My parents were very strong, devoted people. Grew up during the Depression. Believed in saving money and investing their money. And they started buying rental property when they were newly married. And uh, then we built, my father was an architect. He designed an apartment building for us. We moved just a block or so down the street. We lived in the apartment building for nine years while I was in high school junior high high school college and um, they managed the apartment and that was and we lived there and that was the beginning of their investment and it worked out very very well for them so and I had I was married for 42 years until my husband passed away I have two daughters that are also clients here and of which I'm very proud
1: of course you are they're both very, very accomplished girls. And so you, your your father passed in the early 90s, mm-hmm. right? Right And uh, you then became trustee of that their estate. Your mom was not in good health. Correct. Uh, up until the time that, that we met. And you were kind of got thrust into this role as trustee and managing lots of affairs and didn't really have from a kindergarten teacher to trustee of you know, Lots of assets and real estate was new to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. so we met in 2004 and after reviewing the tax returns, we found out that the prior CPA had made a lot of errors, very large errors. One of the first things that we had to do was go to a mediation arbitration with that CPA, which you loved doing that. That was a lot of fun. Ah. <laughs>
2: Derek's being very facetious. Uh, It was very difficult for me because while he didn't give us financial advice, he had prepared returns for several years. He had prepared returns for my parents for my father, so I just continued. And um, to take him to arbitration was difficult. I'm a pretty calm person, but I had pretty close to a panic attack during that whole process. It was really hard. But Derek was right there, mm-hmm. as was their current CPA, and as was Dave Gephardt, the attorney. The
1: state planning attorney, yes. Yeah. And we had somebody on our staff who had worked at the IRS for 20 years, and so mm-hmm. knew, knew regs inside and out, and it was very helpful. But, yeah, I mean, when you start off the relationship and hundreds of thousands of dollars in recovery, which was helpful, and then getting all of that stuff re set up in the appropriate way was was pretty mm-hmm. helpful, but, but painful as well.
2: Yeah, it was quite a process.
1: Yeah.
2: Quite a process.
1: And so your mom, the first thing we did is you really wanted help with us helping put together a, a, a wealth transfer plan for your mom to you. Mm-hmm. No one had really, they had done very minor things. And um, so spending time and really getting... The analysis put together and put in place, and um, I still remember we had a, a meeting in the boardroom with one of your family members, who's very very sophisticated individual, to go through the entire plan. And he kind of gave the blessing, cool. saying, "Yeah, I totally get why and how and what."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that's right. Your mom didn't didn't last long, much long. You know, I think it was within a year of the planning.
0: And yeah,
2: it wasn't. A- much longer. And then of course there was a 706 return filed and usually those returns go off in a heavy envelope. This one went off in a box. <laughs> I saw the box and it was quite amazing because it came back no tax due. Yeah, And I remember I was so elated that my daughters and I had a dinner and invited your staff to dinner at a restaurant in La Jolla.
1: I remember that. Now that was, was that after the three-year time? So mm-hmm. we set yes. our clocks yeah. for yeah. three years. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. there was not an audit done there. And when that date came and le- went, you surprised us and I don't know ten or twelve people on our staff to to a dinner that was very gracious. You and your daughters flew in for the for the mm-hmm. for the evening.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so that's how our relationship really got started and then starting to the plan for you and, and Walt and the girls. Uh-huh. And um, that has been, why don't you describe the experience of going through all that planning and all these acronyms and going through this well, whole process.
2: I have to say that my hand has been held by Derek and his staff because this was all new to me. And as I look back on this process, I learned a lot. And um, when when my father died, I was, I had become their trustee because my mother had Alzheimer's and was totally incapable. And I was also trustee for an uncle and also trustee for an aunt. And so I was, you know, in it.
1: Thrust into all these.
2: Oh, and I was working full time. So it was, challenging but i look back at all that now and i think i'm grateful for all those experiences because they really taught me a lot and gave me a lot of self-confidence for sure that i handled it all and so so that was good
1: yeah so you mentioned that your father was a real estate investor was a a architect Mm -hmm. and he partnered with somebody that had different set of skills in the real estate Mm -hmm. business he was the he was the engineer math guy. His partner, as described by you,
2: is really more of
1: a sales mm-hmm. person. That's right. right.
2: They met actually. My father was an architect, but he was also, during World War II, he went to work for what used to be called Consolidated T and eventually became General Dynamics. So he designed airplanes, mm-hmm. but he still would do what he called house plans from time to time for different family members. So he partnered with another gentleman and they were a good team because uh, my dad knew the building aspect and his partner knew the real estate aspect. Oh, my dad did too, but they worked well together.
1: Yeah. You described him as kind of the odd couple that worked.
2: Very definitely. He was a big man, Italian, lots of jewelry, kind of grubby looking, and my father was small, petite. and. Very well-defined, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. But I do remember at my father's funeral service, this gentleman got up to speak. And uh, he couldn't get through it. He just broke down and sat
1: down. Had a lot of love for your father. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So they were a good team.
1: So your father passed in 94. This gentleman passed sometime thereafter. 2001. Yeah, 2001. And... A, a common problem that we see is when generation one, their partnership, when they pass, it gets passed down to generation two. And generation two may, may not have the same bond, may have different goals, have competing interests. We see it a lot that generation two doesn't treat each other as well. And that was true for your case as well. Mm-hmm. Is
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I was caught in the middle. And uh, I remember... Being asked to testify in a court case. And uh, I worked with the attorney, and I was not happy when my testimony was thrown out because all I could think of was the old Dragnet series, Just the Facts, Ma'am. So that's all I did. And the judge threw out my testimony because he said it was scripted by the um, attorney. attorney. And I was not happy about that. But that's side the point doesn't have anything to do with our our experiences. So then, with your nudging, I managed to divest myself from those properties.
1: And it took the, more than nudging. It was a lot of work. It was, was a
2: lot of work. And they was, didn't want to
1: treat you fairly to exit, right? They right. wanted to assign that's big right. discounts, and that's right. We had to hire lawyers and put tactical pressure and strategic pressure okay. mm-hmm. in ways that finally caused others to decide that it would be better to separate rather than continue but that was a multi-year process right
2: it took a long time yeah. it was and it was difficult because i had a good relationship with one of the family members and still do today
1: yeah and so i think that's pretty typical i think that i've got several clients in the same situation where they've got the, they don't want to disrespect generation one's relationships and what went on I think finally, with the deferred maintenance and all the decisions, you're like, look, I need to make better decisions for my life and separate from what had happened. So, getting that money, re 1031, we did a reverse 1031 exchange and got those into properties where it worked better for you from a cash flow, from a total return, and mm-hmm. relieved the maintenance and Operational burden from you as you were getting older,
2: for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So, in going through all of that, what would you share with the listening audience if they're in that same situation? You had a lot of concerns, a lot of fears. It took a lot of time. What What was your? I think learning
2: that um, what I would say, what just worked for me, and I might have alluded to it before, is to go with your gut feeling. About how you feel, and you have to have a lot of trust in the people that you're working with. And we had worked well enough together that I had that trust. And over the years we've been working, some of the, quite frankly, some of those investments weren't quite as good as maybe could have been, but overall, they've been excellent. Yeah. So I have a real, I have to, I think you have to have trust in your advisors. Mm-hmm. and go with what your heart tells you
1: yeah yeah and you're right not every investment works out perfectly timing i think what you were alluding to was a transaction in 2007 right before the crash and uh that was a rough transaction mm-hmm. um but uh on the balance
2: balance it's been bit yeah very
1: good. yeah and so how did how did you develop the trust like what were the things that caused you to say gosh i really do have peace of mind or trust that this group is
2: good question hmm. i i think personalities i tend to have a good read on people i know lots of people i was a classroom teacher for a long time and i just had a feeling that they were it, that you were interested in my best, had my best interest at heart.
1: Yeah, so it takes time to.
2: And it takes time to develop that. And I know that you actually one time referred me to someone, wanted me to talk to someone, one of your other clients, who was a little hesitant about investments, and she wanted to know why, I, I can't remember the exact conversation, but I just told her that I trusted you.
1: Yeah. I remember who that was that we referred mm-hmm. and thank I you think she's still that. a client. She is, yeah.
2: she
1: is. So um, what do you think has been the most valuable learning experience along the way?
2: That's hard to say. I think the fact that my assets have increased, we haven't really talked about charitable activities. Okay. So I've had the opportunity to get involved with various charities through donations but also through actual hands on experiences.
1: Some leadership positions you've joined. I've some... had
2: I have several right now. Yeah. Leadership positions with different charities that I've become a part of. You introduced me to the Terek Kamisa Foundation many years ago. And I'll be honest. The only reason you had a you had to get together at your house, and the only reason I went is because I wanted to see what your house looked like.
1: <laughs>
2: but it was very interesting, and um, I really enjoyed it. And that was my introduction. And now I serve on the board of TKF. Yeah. And so that's that was very very rewarding. And um, then I have other organizations that I'm a part of. I'm a member of a branch of AAUW, Lomisa El Cajon. I'm president of the foundation. And we raise money for scholarships for women in San Diego schools, San Diego uh, universities. So that's been rewarding. And then another one is in Point Loma. And I'm on that board also, and we raise money for to keep the building that we own steady, but also raise money for different charitable groups in Point Loma. Yeah. And that's been rewarding. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have the assets that I've accrued. Yeah.
1: So as your investments have done very, very well, significantly well, mm-hmm. and has caused you to go, gosh, I mm-hmm. can't spend all this money and cannot mm-hmm. spend the money on my kids. I You've started to have these other interests on the, the causes that are near and dear to your heart and i think it it brings a lot of a lot of value to your life and and seeing you invest in these
2: organizations that's so been good
1: yeah it's been good. so some of this stuff causes people to say gosh it's so complex it's complicated how have you dealt with the complexity
2: well by letting some of it go <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's been very true. I um, did what I could to keep a handle on everything. I value the coordination that you have between the different entities. Your expertise, CPA, legal advice. Mm-hmm. And that's been invaluable to have that all basically under one roof, which is how your firm started.
1: Right. Right. That's not the way we're structured today. but. The coordination still exists. Yeah, coordination the coordination
2: exists, yeah.
1: right. So I think uh, I think other clients have shared that by taking the laboring or of coordination from the client, so uh, having us lead the communication effort between the CPA firm and the estate planning firm and the valuation mm-hmm. firm, that it allows clients to it, have take on more complexity because we are owning that
2: coordination mm-hmm. piece of it. That's true. And I... Very much appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about, so what have been, what's been the worst investment you've ever made? What's the?
2: (laughs) The building that I bought that we've already alluded to. In 2007. I I refinanced a free and clear building, took all the cash flow out of it into that building. And realized once I got in it that it needed some reconstruction that I didn't have the money for.
1: Some deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So that was that was difficult. That was rough. Mm-hmm.
1: What's been? You ended up selling that building, and what was it? Flat? Did you make money? Did you lose money on that investment?
2: Uh, I think it was about even, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and the clap then was donated. To charity over a period of time until it was gone so that was a good thing yeah. so it wasn't all bad
1: yeah what's been your best investment oh
2: <laughs> well, my best investment was when I sold the building that I had totally refinanced and uh, did a 1031 into another building with a pin now.
1: With, with, a, with a sponsor mm-hmm. up in Northern California. In Northern California. Yeah.
2: And that's been the very best investment. Yeah. And now, of course, it needs to be, it's going to be sold eventually. It needs to be. It's done so well that it makes too much money. It's too big of a portion of my assets. It is.
1: It is. So that that's will. It's being sold here in two weeks.
2: Oh, in two weeks.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. great.
2: That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that has worked out very, very well.
2: That was the best investment.
1: Yeah. So your girls started to get involved. They started to become more and more successful and they needed some of these strategies. And they've also it, they've got very busy lives with their professional lives. As your estate has continued to grow, you've brought them into the mix of having them help participate in managing the estate. Describe that, and how that has gone.
2: Well, I, as I've said before, I'm very proud of my children. They're very successful. I realize that with some people that, friends that I have, would never do what I've done because they wouldn't trust their children to perform adequately. But that was not the case with me. And so was it easy to turn over some assets to them?
1: A lot of assets.
2: No, it was <laughs> not easy. It's still not easy because for tax purposes, I no longer have control of some of those assets. I hear about them from time to time. But that's difficult. Yeah. And in preparation for this meeting, I went over the trust B assets that I have. But I realized that there was quite a bit that I didn't know about and so anyway
1: yeah so and and as we spoke about this maybe 10 years ago i said you know as we were talking about look as these things go over time and i remember that we would be eventually hey we should get some of these things transferred outside of your taxable estate and um i i still remember today derek i haven't always been Wealthy, I'm finally wealthy, and you want me to give it away to my children. (laughs) I am not ready to do this. We're just laying the groundwork for what's to come in 10 years or so.
2: Well, I did not grow. I mean, my parents were successful, obviously, from what I've said. But, you know, I mean, gosh, when I first got married, our food budget literally was $16 a week. That seems preposterous now, but we had steak once a week between the two of us. So that's where I come from. And even now, now that I'm very grateful for what I have, it's still difficult. And my children, I do travel a lot, or I did before pandemic. I'm starting to do that again, if the airlines ever ease up. And um, my children said, Mom, you are flying first class, right? Well, no. (laughs) Mom, you are flying first class. So I am... it's been difficult for me to accept what I have. Right. You know, I still feel like the same person inside that has to pinch pennies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that value system is hard to break, right?
2: And I think it's probably good, you know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. to have that value system.
1: Yeah. I remember when you were buying a house in a very exclusive part of San Diego County, and the thought of the mortgage, you're like, I couldn't imagine paying that much for a mortgage. No worries, we'll take it out of this account. You'll never see it. She's like, okay. I think today that's would be a speed bump today, right?
2: Yeah, that house has um, <clears throat> over doubled in value. Yeah, yeah. In ten years, exactly ten years. Yeah.
1: Well, do you ever think about what your dad would say? My daughter, my only daughter, took what I started back in the 40s. And what do you think he would say about how how you have?
2: I think he would be astonished, and he would be proud. And I know he'd be proud of his granddaughters, for sure. Yeah. And um, he was able to see his oldest granddaughter graduate from college, and he was very ill. And that was a big deal for him to get up to uh, graduation. Yeah. So I think he'd be very proud.
1: Yeah, I think he'd be very proud of you. Thank you. You had a teacher's background to then deal with all these professionals, lots and lots of decisions. I mean, you you were making lots and lots of decisions, um, and you were you were forced to, right? Right. There were there wasn't there was nobody
2: else. And as I said before, when I was all of a sudden I'm trustee for everybody under the sun, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I had to. And because I tend to be organized and get up early for the most part, that's what I did. I had everything. You know. And that was, I'm dating myself, but we didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, I remember saying to my father when he was very ill, I said, you know, everything's going to be on computer someday. And, and he didn't even have a computer with his engineering background yeah. or a cell phone. Thirty years makes a big difference in our lives. Yes,
1: it does. Well, it's very gratifying for me and the work that I do, seeing us plan for your parents' estate, getting those assets to you, not without mistake, but doing a pretty darn good job of my assessment, both Absolutely. on the planning side and the investment side, doing a good job of getting them planned to to your children. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just very gratifying to see clients set and achieve their goals and then have such abundance that they're trying to figure out how to make the world a better place. And I see that you doing that, I see both of your children doing that. That's just very gratifying work to help clients set and achieve their goals. What final thought do you have in in to our listening audience about anything, about your experience, about learnings, um,
2: Well, I actually wrote down something, so I'll just read it. I have confidence in your staff that they have my best interest at heart. And I'm grateful for your expertise and advice. I would not have my current level of financial independence without you. And I'm very, very grateful. I went to, um, from my home, I could see fireworks on the bay, and I was at a neighbor's house. And we were watching the fireworks, and this gentleman said to me, how lucky you are to live here. And I said, I'm grateful every day. So, and I, am, and I thank you. I'm grateful to your expertise. Oh, it's been a, been a
0: great friend.
1: Yeah, you've been a great friend. It's been a pleasure. Thank being you. Being your friend and serving you and your family.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Centura Wealth Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Centura Wealth Advisory, Centura, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in San Diego, California. Centura and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration and notice filing requirements imposed on SEC-registered investment advisors in which Centura maintains clients. Centura may only transact business in those states in which it is notice filed or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from notice filing requirements. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Tax relief varies based on client circumstances and all clients do not achieve the same results.